0: This episode is brought to you by Infinity Energy Incorporated. They provide the best renewable energy options for homeowners across California and Texas based in Rockland, California. Right now, if you're looking to get solar, hit up my guy Jay. Tell him JT sent you. You get a dope rebate on all your solar deals. Again, Infinity Energy Incorporated. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Uh, Thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button. Those likes matter. And also leave a comment. Let me know what you think as we continue to grow and um, just develop this podcast and to reach people and hope to inspire somebody who is listening. Um, Today, as this month is Suicide Prevention Month, we're going to definitely target some support systems, some people, some outlets People with experiences uh, in that area and try to bring support to other people around the world um, no matter what age no matter how old uh, my guest today she is originally from arizona and moved to texas in 2010 um, with her two sons unfortunately she's a los Angeles lakers fan but that's okay uh, suicide hit this young lady um close to home in 2012 made a choice to become an advocate her work includes Public speaking in schools, women's events, and church groups discussing the importance of suicide prevention and mental health. Recently, she has launched her own podcast, where various topics such as suicide, mental health, and relationships, and um, sports will be discussed. Um, Delilah, thank you for being here today. I appreciate you taking out your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, this is probably the first real um, titled uh, mental health suicide. Uh, show i'm doing so i'm glad you're on it but now i really just want to get into your story and as you know i know your son plays basketball so as as the show says 94 feet well, what we try to do is apply pressure but also put that to life and just information and things we do but um in this case as far as you and your story i'm gonna let you just take it away at this point
1: yeah um so like i said i'm from you mentioned earlier i'm from arizona um Suicide hit close to home. My brother was 15 uh, when he chose to die by suicide. Um, He actually was an all-star athlete, played football. Um, There was, you know, an interest from colleges at that point. Um, He injured his knee uh, towards ACL. And um, I think he just went through, you know, bouts of depression and just struggled. And come to find out years later that my brother actually had talked about ending his life um, with friends. Um, but again, we didn't know about it. And um, I, th- I think for me, we were very close. And that was one thing I struggled because I missed the signs. Um, because I just didn't know. I didn't have the education on that. And uh, unfortunately, suicide hit um, home again where my aunt was. Um, died by suicide, I had an uncle, I'm sorry, a cousin who um, was a military veteran and um, his life. So unfortunately suicide has hit our family more than once. Um, so that's what kind of got me into going and say, hey, you know what, I need to be a voice out there. I don't want families going through this. Um, suicide is a different type of death uh, because it's, it's almost, it's unexpected. There's no answers, no matter what you try to do or try to find, you're never gonna have an answer or closure to that. So I wanted just to, you know, have a be a voice, create a platform for people um, to know that, you know, hey, suicide is preventable. That's not your option, and that's where I got involved with doing, you know, advocacy work, um, public speaking, and um, that's that's been my my mission since twenty twelve.
0: That's that's good. That's uh, that's that's super super dope. It takes a, a, a special bold individual to do that. Um, As you started this journey, actually, even through that time, just you personally about the just the loss of your brother at the time. um, How were you personally at that time or in your family kind of, I mean, you say handle it. I don't believe anybody ever handles it, but they deal with it. But um, if you don't mind sharing some things about just where your state was mentally at that point, suffering a loss from someone so close in your immediate family at that point in your life and where you were.
1: Right. So again, um, my brother, I helped raise him. That was my baby. Um, I was actually six months pregnant um, when he died. Hmm. So um, you think about women being the the strength of the family, and and I felt like my strength kicked in. So uh, to be honest with you, I really didn't get to mourn my brother, probably until about my son was two years old when it finally hit me. Um, you know, just because my mom went through obviously a difficult time, um, I was with her for the first few months, um, after my brother died and, you know, had to really be there, you know, with her when she went through serious bouts of depression. And, um, so again, I felt I had to put my feelings, my, my loss to the, to the back, um, to be able to just be this, you know, strength for her and and anybody else, um, that was struggling. So, um, you know, I will tell you, our family's never been the same and never will be. Um, even now when you're around there's family gatherings, we always feel, a, uh, you know, there's this heaviness because you know, this person is supposed to be here and they're not. And, um, we think about like his dreams to play in the NFL, um, and, and what that would have been like. So, you know, for me, it's been a journey, um, I have suffered with my own bouts of depression. I was clinically diagnosed with depression. And, you know, I just, I guess I didn't really understand it. And I'm very vocal in my family, something that my family's also also struggled with, right? If you think about your Black and Brown cultures, we don't talk about our feelings, we don't talk about emotions. Everything is in house, we deal with it internally. Um, You're going through phases, like you'll get over it. But um, I think for me, this allowed me to have a platform to say, hey, look, you know, I went through something really difficult. There are, you know, there's depression, there's mental illness in my family. I need to address it and not be ashamed of it.
0: Right, right. So at that point in time, I know now since even like you're an advocate for it now and provide resources, were there any open resources at that point in time? Or was it kind of like you guys had to find help for yourself? Because, you know, now, like you said, through the time difference and you can Google search or call servant. it's so much outlets now you can hashtag something it pops up. And what you're doing as well but back then was there anything that kind of was able you guys were able to use as assistance or guidance in trying to get through and over this
1: that's a great question because i believe there was some but not much um because again when you're dealing with suicide a lot of people didn't know how to deal with that um and and there weren't a lot of resources for families especially in your black and brown you know families your neighborhoods um, you didn't really have access to counseling. You didn't have access to mental health support um, the way you do now. So, no, we, we really didn't. But in a big part of that, you know, because we didn't, we didn't educate ourselves, we didn't know the signs until years later.
0: That's right. Okay. So as you transition into this phase, what, after, like you said, after it happens and you, you, a, a cl- uh, something clicks and you just say, I need to get out there and present or um, speak, and how how hard was that initial first step getting going? Because you know, some people love to speak publicly, some people don't, some people love to interact, but at this point, you're feeling like it's a kind of a must-do thing or I want to help others, but you still got to take that first step. How was it, that first step, getting started? So
1: I don't take credit for that. Um, if you know Trent Shelton, um, he... He's the one who actually pushed me into public speaking. Um, I connected with Trent in 2012, and he—I shared my story with him and everything—and he's like, "You need to get out there and share and, and share it. You know, you need to be that voice." And um, he kind of just inspired me to get out there. Um, and realizing once I got out there, I was like, "Hey, this is my gift. This is what you know I was called to do." And um, it, you know, I think for me. At first, I wasn't sure how people were going to receive it, right? Hearing a story about suicide, you know, even my own attempts at it and dealing with mental illness, um, you know, will people look at me differently, will they judge me? And what I noticed, it was the complete opposite. Um, People were, they were welcoming. They were like, whoa, I'm not the only person going through this. And again, what it did is allow them to open up and use their voice To be like hey I'm not alone like I've I've been battling depression I've been you know I've thought about hurting myself so it creates this dialogue for people to feel safe so in in my platform I've been able to do that
0: that's that's good that's great I think that's the first step is really realizing that it's needed and wanted and that comfort zone right they talk about people being in a safe space so if you can create that safe space or lead people to that space is very important on your again on the bio just talk about women's events in church but I, me being in education too and teaching I want to ask about students or how to, or even like a younger crowd has there been many um, opportunities to speak in front of like a little bit younger generation if so how do you go about getting to them because I know they have so much access to everything via social media and internet but some of that a lot of that stuff leads to things like this so how do you communicate with them on some type of level where you hopefully they can kind of receive your information
1: yeah, so, you know, I've gotten involved with schools. Um, I, have a speaking, I have done speaking engagements in uh, the Dallas Independent School Districts out here, also in Fort Worth, um, where you're dealing with, you know, poverty level, um, you know, neighborhoods, and suicide is a higher rate. So, with that, I share my, my brother's story, right, because that's relatable. He was 15, he was an athlete on the outside, looked like he had it all together, you know, friends, family. Um, and that's a lot of these kids, right? A lot of them look like they have it all together. You know, they've got the, the status, you know, they have the followers, everything. Um, so I think it's important to connect with them on that. And so again, I use my brother's story um, a lot with that. And, you know, a lot, I think a lot of it is just sharing with them on what they're feeling, and it's, it's being relatable to them. It's saying, you know, I feel like I want to hurt myself or I feel like I'm not good enough. And when you share statements like that to them, they're like, whoa, they, you know, they kind of respond. And what I've noticed in sharing this story and using this platform is um, I do an exercise with them in class and I will have them, you know, just write down their thoughts and, you know, collect them. Right. And then we kind of just shuffle them together. So it's anonymous, no name on them, Mm -hmm. anything and i'll read whatever they're feeling so you know with this exercise i think it's so important um again it's allowing them to feel safe and express themselves without being judged and i think that's important right because a lot of these kids feel like they're being judged so it's it's giving them again this environment and saying hey look if you're feeling mad today if you're you know feeling a lot of hate today then just share that and why you know, and I've noticed in these exercises, because again, we're not putting their name out there, but we're using their feelings as a voice. It, it tends to help open them up a little bit. And when they open up, like I said, behind closed doors or they'll they'll slide a little note and say, thank you, because I was feeling really sad today. And I feel better after hearing your story. And so, you know, realizing that they need to hear that they're not alone. They need to know that, hey, we hear you. We see you.
0: And we're in this together. That's good. I mean, I I think that's just a a tough subject for children or adolescents, but also something that they need to hear and know about because it's it's ever present. And um, briefly offline, also, we spoke about this. I mean, me, as far as being a coach, uh, I've seen, like I said, your sons in the basketball world as well. um, Athletes, athletes. And I mean, we've known, so we know, I'm saying know some pros, some guys that have have suffered from this as well. Um, That's a different, 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 I guess, demographics but also a different dilemma with athletes because of the pressures but also the expectations but now I would say for any advice right now that you give or have given to your son or other athletes in this uh, area how does that go or what does that look like uh, as far as you giving them information because I we, we know it's present like that their their fears or you know failures um, can cause a lot of different things
1: well I think it's important that we encourage to get help i think it's important that we speak on it and have the dialogue for it Um, with my son yes he's he's an athlete and um i will tell you that basketball has saved his life that's been his outlet um but also understanding that we have the conversations at home and i think that's important right when you're athletes or you know wherever you're at it's important to have these conversations at home so he knows the struggles I have with depression and suicide is happening in our family. He knows that he is supported if he needs to get help. Um, and if, if it's not speaking with me, he's got coaches, he's got mentors, um, people that he can trust and, you know, and feel safe and feel like, you know, not ashamed to speak about it. And I think a lot of these athletes, what you're seeing now is they're not afraid anymore. You know, they're not afraid to be judged. They're like, hey, look, I'm going through this. And I think a lot of times especially on social media, we, we have such high expectations of them, right? Um, because they have money or their status, like, they're supposed to be good. You're supposed to be happy. Like, what's wrong with you? But not understanding the pressures that come with being an athlete or, you know, being a celebrity and everything else with it that they deal with. They, they're people just like us, and they have problems just like us, and they have family issues. Um, so sports doesn't hide mental illness. It it really doesn't. And so I applaud those athletes and we try to get, we encourage them and we applaud them, right? For being a voice for saying, hey, look, I'm not okay. I'm getting help. I mean, look at Brandon Marshall. Mm -hmm. He's been very vocal. He has his own podcast, been very vocal about his mental illness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Deion Sanders recently, he admitted that he had thoughts of suicide. And Mm -hmm. you're like, Deion, like, really? This man has it all. But again, it just shows you how vulnerable our mental health Mm -hmm. is and why it's so important for us to make it a priority in our lives. So I'm I'm very, how do I to say it? I think I'm very pleased and I'm very encouraged of what I'm seeing for athletes. So, you know, for our young athletes, it's the same thing. It's, you know, you don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, JT, you are in a platform where you're a coach, you're a mentor. And it's also on you to create a place where they can come to you and, and be okay with that, without right. judgment.
0: Right. Def, definitely. true. Definitely true. So um, before we keep going, let, let everybody know where they can find your podcast and the name of your podcast and everything like that. So they can tap <laughs> into the resources that, that you provide. Yes.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. My podcast is love project 51 and they can find it on Podbean.
0: Okay. So I'll make sure you hit up Podbean, love cast. Is that right?
1: love project, love project 51.
0: 51 love project 51 yes. all right so love project 51 um some some very intense dope episodes to come um i want to talk about just some possible signs we can give people to look out for because yeah, i think absolutely. that's what's the we don't know especially and i'm speaking for myself as a, again a black male who again with the society is like okay cover this up act this way carry yourself this way but also someone who later on in life experienced some Maybe not suicide, but just depression, different because of a loss or because something was taken from me. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that was a sign of this. Just some signs that people can maybe be aware of or look out for to eventually help somebody say, okay, look, I want to. You may need some help, or can I help you?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Educating yourself on the warning signs is very instrumental in preventing suicide. Um, One of the major um, signs is withdrawing. Uh, from family and friends, you know, someone especially who's sociable, right? And then all of a sudden they just withdraw, you're not hearing from them. Um, you know, it's it's there's something going on. There's something not normal in their behavior. Um, also being reckless, you know, for, you know, I can tell you an experience from my cousin um, who's a military vet- veteran. You know, just some of the the behavior, like you're, you're getting a motorcycle, you're high speed all the time, but you're, you know, you have a family, like there's no regard for life, for the value of life. Um, so when you're kind of seeing this reckless behavior. That's definitely a sign that something's not right. Um, also talking about it, you know, someone is, you know, talking about, hey, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, ending my life. And, and I go back to my brother, right? He was having these conversations, but his friends didn't know what to do with that information. It's just like, okay, you're just saying that, right? But it's important that when someone says that, that you listen, Mm -hmm. that you listen and you start asking questions. Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like you want to end your life? Can we talk about this? Again, creating a safe environment for them to speak. Um, Giving away possessions. You know, their, their possessions, giving them away. If you're seeing them, you know, especially a young athlete or just people in general, you're seeing them give away their jewelry, they're everything that's important to them. They're giving it away. Okay. That's usually an indication that they're thinking about in their lives.
0: So they're just so. OK, so if I have stuff. either I don't want no more. Just take it here or just get rid of this. or so I don't need it. OK,
1: right. And it's usually like I want you to keep this, you know, uh, it's like, why is this something so important to you? Why would you want me to keep it? Like something should know, happen something... to come
0: afterwards, right? So like a keepsake back yes. like here, keep this because, you know, A keepsake, okay. absolutely. Huh. Okay. I never knew that. Absolutely. Like I said, that's that's very that's, yeah. that's that's very good. Wow, okay. So, um do you have in front of you any type of couple of things? I have a couple of things also you sent to me. I know we um uh, we talked about um Hashtag World Suicide Prevention Month. You can um, find stuff there. They have a crisis text text line. Um, a ton of information through social media, but you guys can look at um, crisis text line on Instagram. Um, for those that may need help, anyone listening as well, 20, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, they offer support, information. It's so many other resources. Do you have any specific resources that you may either have had to use for somebody else or referred somebody to or just kind of use for yourself or anybody else?
1: Yes, the main one that we refer a lot of people to are, is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Okay. Um, that number is 1-800-273-TALK. So that's 1-800-273-8255 and that again is a 24-7 um, lifeline. So you can actually speak with licensed counselors and they will connect you with local resources. Um, and if they feel like there's a need to get, you know, police involved, or they feel like you are in danger of hurting yourself, you know, they will take the next steps to protect you. Um, so that's a great, that's a great one that we refer people to a lot because there's so many resources. A lot of people don't know about, but this lifeline, they have all that information for you. Also, um, mental health America, they're a great platform of information and resources for you. They have, um, you know, information is guarded, like alliances, your mental health advocates, um, they promote suicide awareness, um, they are aware of programs, you know, locally in your area. Mm. So I would definitely connect with them as well. And NAMI.org, they're also a great resource and avenue for you if you're looking for tips or education on, you know, warning signs, even for educators, um, it's a great resource for you as well.
0: Definitely good, because I think in the classroom, but also in, in the in the, in the the realm of sports as well, like I said, creating that avenue for the players, because, again, I don't know what all of them go through at home. Um, I'm with them two hours a day minimum, or if I'm at school with them, also on campus, you get to see them. But being able to have the outlet for them, and they receive it from me a little easier than maybe from a school counselor or somebody else, since I'm, you know, coach, quote-unquote coach, but they can you – know, relationships are different, so hopefully for that. Um, as far as a couple, just – Well, we are speaking about adversities to this to this topic, but even for you personally, right getting things started getting going Have you hit any bumps in the road or any times that you were like, you know what? I'm either gonna sit back and stop doing it or I'm gonna take a break or it's getting too hard anything like that Have you went through just on your own?
1: Yes, I have hit some bumps in the road, especially with my own um, struggle with depression so because I've had my own struggle with depression, it's sometimes I am one who will tend to withdraw. Um, the one thing for me is I realize very heavily on my support system. So there will be times where I check out mentally and sometimes you have to, in order for you to kind of get back to you. Um, sometimes you kind of just have to take a break. I know for me, I, I'm big on social media break. I'm big on, you know, mental health and physical fitness. Um, I will tell you a few months ago, I went through a series about a depression. So in my, in my story, I was, you know, four or five days in, in bed, not, you know, doing anything. And, um, really my son is the one who kind of pushed me to, okay, mom, it's time for you to get out of bed and you got to go with me to this. And, you know, that was just kind of his way of like, let's go, let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, it's, it's all about just recognizing where my limits are. And you know, at times, because people will, you know, people are judgmental of your story, or um, you know, suicide is for the weak, right? When you're you're weak, you know, if you want to take your own life, and so you hit a lot of for me, those are the speed bumps that I that I um endure and experience but they're also good for me because I can share them. I can share them now with you and say, Hey, a few months ago, this is where I was at and look where I'm at now. So it doesn't mean it's going to be great every day, but I'm someone on like finding the good in every day, no matter how difficult it is. And, um, I'm a survivor, you know, and I think that's what we're all trying to do. And we're just trying to survive this, this crazy world. So, you know, I, that's all i can tell you is i'm a survivor and there's going to be good and bad days but i don't let the bad days i don't let what people's opinions dictate what i'm doing or where i'm going
0: that's super dope shout out to the young man your son for being there i know that definitely is a big help and gotta take care of mom so you know gotta hold it down um as far as going forward now again like i say you're you're making progress things are starting to move evolve also again we're finding a space now to reach more people across the the world not in just one spot, again, through through your podcast and um, through us linking up and making sure we reach out to others going forward. Any type of specific goals or aspirations you would like to hit within the next, uh, well, before the end of the year. Let's, let's keep it short term for now. Yeah. Anything coming yeah. up quick that you got in mind that you want to take care of or that's coming up?
1: Great. So obviously, you know, I'm working on my podcast, getting a couple more episodes out. I want to focus on suicide prevention and another episode of mental health because I think it's so important, especially what we're dealing with now. Right. Um, Also, I am a local chapter for Hashtag Lunchbag in the Dallas Fort Worth area, um, and we actually provide support services for those experiencing homelessness. So we got an event coming up in December Uh, where we'll be able to service those in the Fort Worth area um, and families um, experiencing that. Um, Have a partnership with the Fort Worth ISD, which is the independent school district down here um, in providing meals um, on the weekends for some of their children, again, who are identified as homeless um, within the school district. So those are my, you know, this year kind of goals. Um, Next year, again, is to expand um my podcast and also continue my work and actually getting out into the schools. Granted with um COVID it's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. put a hold on things, but actually getting back into the schools and and getting more involved with mental health and suicide prevention.
0: Nice. Very good. Very good. Um as far as giving back, like, I definitely am into that. Uh my circle of friends, my family, we've I mean I've been taught that since, you know, growing up in church. That's all it is. You gotta bless you if you're blessed, you gotta bless somebody else and I try to have my team teammates do that i have my team my players their parents go out and give to the homeless for for me it's rewarding how's that initial feeling for you because i I saw a while ago where you were collecting i don't know if it was it was the lunches and you guys you had stuff your car full of bags and stuff and then to give it out to somebody else how is that feeling uh, for you during that process
1: man it is so humbling you know because we complain about the things that we don't have and then when you're out there on the front lines, you're like, what am I complaining about, y'all? Like, I have so much. Like, I am so blessed. I have a roof over my head, shoes on my feet. You know, there's there was an incident where we there was this man didn't have anything. He was barefoot. And my son had shoes he was giving away and put on his shoes. And he was just like, he was in heaven, you know? And it's just things that just remind us of, you know, how important, like, life is but the little things it's like we focus on these what we don't have and just to appreciate the little things that we do have that are really blessings so it's always a great experience plus i get to get my sons you know they're involved with it and that's important too because you know i want them to see that it's always important that i've taught them to give back that there's always someone who has less you know that has less than you um and you're blessed so you know in fact my son's out there and he's in the trenches with me and he's like mom when are we doing another event um because you know again that's just a humbling way of reminding us like how how blessed we really are so um and just the need out there like so many people need us so many people don't know when their next meal is coming so you know we've really got to do more work in providing support for those experiencing homelessness as you know as well as those who are um, experiencing mental illness
0: yeah, definitely. That's, that's, I definitely agree with that. Um, let me ask this question. I'm not just I'm just right now. I'm just getting myself more informa- informed about this. Is is there not a, is there a difference between the, the the suicide or actually you have some numbers for me? What the higher rate right now of suicide in was it teenagers or is it? The... So
1: this is actually um, for our black kids okay. right now. It is the second leading cause of death among our ages 10 to 19. Mm. That's tough. so that's it's and it's rising it's gone up 60 percent um in the last three to four years Wow. so you know with that it's telling us that our kids are suffering if you think about it you know aside from covid and you know we're dealing with racial injustice you know poverty All of this comes into play, you know, single parent households, everything. It all comes into play in how it's affecting our children and their mental health, but also what it's doing to our Black and Brown children. Um, Again, for the very cultures that we fought not to discuss this, these are the very two cultures that are in need of that mental support, mental health support, in need of these resources. Um, this is why we need more black therapists. This is why we need more brown therapists. We need more mentors, um, educators, um, people who they can relate to. That's that's huge right now. So, you know, those numbers are rising. And if we don't come, like, step in as people of color, mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot more of our youth die by suicide. And, and it's a preventable death. So it's really on us to take action to stop this from happening.
0: Definitely. Is there any target numbers? Or are you able to pull anything up as far as um, dynamic? Now I'm getting even more specific. Is it hiring males, females, or when- yes. younger? Because, I mean, now it's just let's get into a little bit, If you're able to get into the dynamics, or just you know, because that way I believe then we know how to even focus. All of them are important for sure. But also we have to yeah. either use resources to target areas to help bring those numbers down or just save one or just save two?
1: Well, it definitely affects boys more than it does girls. So boys are a higher risk. Really? Um, And I can tell you right now, based on a study from the CDC, that again, from the rate of suicide among ages 10 to 24, it's increased nearly 60%. So between 2007 and 2018. And those numbers Wait, are right. Wait, you
0: said how, how much?
1: 60%. Gee, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, again, this is why you're seeing a need with that, right? You, when you're thinking about our, our girls are being affected, but you're thinking about our young men. So think about how this affects our boys. We, they're, you know, growing up, again, as I mentioned earlier, in single parent households, they are, you know, the pressures of um, trying to make it outside of a gang life. Um, drugs, alcohol abuse, uh, sexual abuse, and you know all of this just again comes into play when you're thinking about kids. So a lot of them, their outlet outlets become um, sports. But in in these this outlet for sports, it still doesn't remove the um, struggle with mental illness. It doesn't remove the struggle of what's going on at home and. You know, again, where's the where's that person to, to be their, um, their safe space?
0: I think cause, their
1: yeah. their support.
0: Because the sports is only an hour, two hour event or practice, right? Right. But I mean, even more so now. It's even, and again, people the the coaches at the grassroots level or the high school level that's you know not college up. It's not about the funds at, at that point. I mean, it's not about money. It sh- it's it shouldn't be about money regardless. But you're for us it's kind of on us also now to add extra support or provide classes informational things throughout the year throughout the practice we're okay this today we're going to focus on this we're going to have somebody come in and talk to you about this just to make sure you guys are okay because we know like i said dealing with even just let's go current day through covid the stuff that's going on around the country some kids losing homes fires in california you know weather down south that um and back east that it's a struggle for a, 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 a student a kid to be like okay now what or I don't work, you know, I don't do stuff like that, but I believe definitely it's important for the coaches and uh, to definitely, um, we have to do extra, you know, but I think the reward is for us is at the end of it, seeing that student or that person still make it out or be around to come back and say, okay, thank you for this, or I appreciate that because um, that has no dollar amount. I've come to learn that as well. That has no, like you said, there's no greater feeling when they come back and say thank you, or I appreciate your help, or you helped me get through this, but it's something that we also we all, need to take advantage of and, and put more time into an effort because you just don't know. Right. You don't know. You talk to students and athletes yeah. every day, but it's just that one, you know, and I've, I've heard a lot of people always go, or even myself, if I could have just did, you know, but to have no regrets. Um, as far as and it the, falls
1: on the parents too, like not just on the coaches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it falls on the parents. It's my responsibility to create a a home or an environment that is safe for my kid to speak and say, mom, I'm not feeling good about myself. Like I really need to talk to someone and support them without the judgment, right? It's also on us as parents to educate ourselves on the warnings of suicide or understand like, look, in my, in my family, I have a history of mental illness. So for me, it's, it's breaking that generational curse, right? So in order for me to break that, I have to admit first that there's a problem, that there's issues in my family history. Okay, so how do I keep that from not moving forward in my future, in my sons and their children, right? So again, it's recognizing these issues and being okay with saying, hey, look, this is I struggle with depression and you see me getting help, like it's okay, you know? And also for them, you know, for my son, when he's having a bad day, he's hitting that gym and being able to support that, but in a positive way. And I think a lot of times, you know, people will be like, he's always at the gym. And I said, that's his that's his outlet. Mm-hmm. That's like, for me, I work out, right? So, you know, we find something that we do, right? You may be basketball or, you know, I work out, that's how I relieve my stress. That's the way he releases stress. You gotta be able to support whatever they're doing to help relieve that stress, t- you know, so that they're not just bombarded with everything else that's weighing them down.
0: Yeah. And I think it, you talked about how with the young males or whatever, how that cycle goes, but it's like now we kind of have to try to backtrack because if we weren't initially comfortable or taught how to relay a message to somebody else, how can I pass that down to a child? But then that goes back to, well, my mom didn't do this or, and that's the kind of, that's the part that's the reality though. Because if, you, if you're not in a situation years back, like you said, that generational curse is going to repeat itself, but it takes, a, it takes work to go back and try to heal or mend or, um, reconcile certain things that way you can move forward um in that aspect too which I think is is is, is so tough but also I think now that the responses of everybody else and the support nationwide has been totally changed like I watched um little Wayne and the guy Acho's his whole mental health thing about how he tried to kill himself and just like there's human they are human they are not uh yeah. you know what I mean they are human they are Absolutely. tangible people right they can be touched her they have stories so I think um that's something for us to just also always take, uh, not take for granted, but just take for face. Like they are not perfect. They're human. They have feelings and issues and things too. Um, on the show all the time, you, I'm, not all the time. I'm sorry, all the time, yes, but we have it's called a triple threat. I mean, you're a basketball mom, you know, jewel pass, shoot, uh, and, and, and score the basketball, right? So, but I always ask my guests now in life or for what you're doing now. If you were talking to a student, young women, boys, girls, whatever it was, if you're giving a speech, what would be your triple threat right now at this point? Your three things that you kind of hang your hat on or want to tell somebody or give somebody else to, uh, to keep them going or motivate them or whatever right now?
1: Big thing is courage. It takes courage to speak up. Like, don't be afraid to speak up if you need help you know, especially with this, like, do not be afraid. You know, that just shows a lot of who you are. Like, don't be afraid of that. And also stay true to yourself. We have so many people trying to be like everyone else, you know, especially through the social media platform and everything. And it's like, y'all, this is Instagram. This is, you know, social media. Like, it's not real. just stay true to yourself. When you stay true to yourself, you will, you'll be able to now know who's for you and who isn't for you. Like, I'm big on that. Like, I don't need anyone's approval. Like, I'm going to stay true to me. And if you're for me, like, good. If not, like, it's all love, you know, just keep it moving. And, you know, I would just say, you know, focus on your growth. You know, just grow. What are you trying to do? Your goals, your dreams. Like, don't let anyone stop you in the way from that. You know, life is about growing, evolving and moving forward. So when I tell, especially these young kids, and especially my son, you know, son, do what you want to do. Do what you feel is best for you. whatever's going to make you happy. Everyone is always going to have opinion about you or what you're doing. But as long as you're good and it's doing, you're doing good for yourself and for others, nothing else matters. So,
0: so again, let them know where they can find the podcast at. One more time, name and title, please, so yes. sure they find it.
1: Yes, podcast is Love Project Fifty One, and you can find it on Podbean.
0: Love, Love Podcast Fifty One. Oh, also. Let's give the resources one more time for those. So if you have some resources, you can run yeah, down four people again. And we want to plug those for sure. So you guys, again, you can tap into these resources. Most of them are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And they have social media platforms that I look through right now on my phone. They're available to follow on, on Instagram for sure. So let's pay attention to these platforms, you guys, and um, write them down, take it down, follow whatever you need to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So make sure you connect with MAI Communicate. They're on Instagram and NAMI.org um, through their website. Also, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1 800 273 TALK. They also have an Instagram page um, and their website as well. Connect with them. The Crisis Text Line, um, they're on Instagram. You know, hit them up. They have some great resources. And Mental Health America
0: definitely so again you guys tap in listen to the podcast um leave a like at the end of this one subscribe leave some comments so let us know what you think if the information is was neat was good um and what i'll do also i'll make sure when i tag it and post it i'll put it on my page as well so you can visually see it as well we want to make sure if anybody needs the resource we provide it for you that's why we're here that's why we're doing what we're doing and again i appreciate you taking time out of today to to tell your story and i would like to just encourage you and your son, you guys keep going and keep up the good work. And it's definitely needed. And we're going to get one. Like I said, if we just reach this one person, it was well worth it. So I appreciate your time. And I thank you again for uh, for doing this interview. It was really dope. And I'm definitely inspired. And we're going to keep doing some good work out here.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Right. And best of luck in all that you're doing. Keep it, Just keep it going. Keep moving forward. You're doing great things. So, yeah, shout out to you too.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Me too. All right.